as you settle into your posture, we call your motivation. Know precisely why you are going to meditate, what you're going to meditate on, what is the immediate result you seek, and what is the ultimate result you seek. And let this motivation be firm and strong, passionate, let it infuse your posture. And as you check your posture, making sure it's conducive to meditation, check the legs, check the hands, make sure they are comfortable, they are stable, so you're not consciously holding them in place. Make sure the elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. Your back naturally straight. Head and neck centered. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. Whichever one you find most conducive for you, that's the one you adopt. And begin to feel the sense of ease descending on the posture. And let your awareness of this sense of ease be your guide, your gauge, Letting you know that you're getting closer, closer to meditation. Then gently bring your awareness to the breath with no intention to control the breath, to force the mind, to focus on the breath, nor any intention to control. And as you observe the breath, knowing that you're breathing out when you're breathing out, knowing that you're breathing in when you're breathing in, In this way, continue to follow the breath, staying aware of the breath, making sure that the posture is indeed conducive to meditation. And if you need to make any adjustments, make the adjustments in the posture, staying aware of the breath and letting the sense of ease be your gauge. necessary adjustments. Again, go back to just being aware of the breath. 
just following the breath, knowing that you're breathing out when you're breathing out, knowing that you're breathing in when you're breathing in, and let the continuity of awareness remain unbroken as you follow the breath from out-breath to in-breath, back to out-breath. Stay with the breath in this way, following 21 cycles. sense of ease, how it is either has remained steady or deeper, and how it is reflected in the rhythm of the breath, how it is even further reflected in the quality of awareness itself, a strong determination about what you're seeking in this very session.
asking how will you achieve your goal what means what is it that you need to rely on to definitely get you there when you're asking this bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows about an arm's length or a prostration distance from you and feel the presence of your guide there the means through which you will achieve your goal appearing in a bright presence and find within you that measure of confidence whatever that measure may be that you are indeed in the very presence of what is for you the guarantee that you will achieve your goal and hold on to that measure of confidence conviction and with a great sense of now entrust yourself take refuge accept the protection and the guidance being offered to you in that space holding on to that sense of presence knowing that finally the means to achieve the object of your spiritual aspiration is present that sense of gratitude swells within you out of that gratitude you make offerings think of things that you own and offer them think of things that no one owns offer them think of things that exist in your imagination and offer them on to an intelligent sense of regret for you know that these actions are the very cause of all obstacles of all obstructions and knowing further that through your own habitual hab- tendencies you find yourself in not completely capable of stopping of restraining so you turn to the three jewels accept their protection their guidance and strength
then according to your own capacity make a promise of restraint then think of something to do to make up something that you will do until you have signs that you're being purified Find the mind, now rejoice, letting the mind take great joy in all measures of goodness, in all merit, whether taking great joy for the merits which have manifested the results, or actions which are gathering merit yours and others well in your heart for them. And holding them in this embrace, turn your mind to the teacher in front of you and feel connected through the teacher to all enlightened beings. Feeling this connection, now ask them, request them to teach. Teach beings how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness. And to remain with beings until they are truly free, truly happy. Think of the meditation that you're about to do. Recall the preliminaries you've done so far and dedicate the potential, the positive energy to help you succeed in this meditation that you're about to do.
ask the teacher to come now to the crown of your head. Feel that bright presence now facing the same direction as you are above your head. Feel your whole being bathed by the light coming from this bright presence. As you are bathed by this light, make strong wishes to be free of your obstacles, strong wishes to gain the realizations you seek. As you beg the teacher for blessings, Just focus on the teacher above your head, understanding that this is the very embodiment of the goal that you aspire to achieve, and find a natural aspiration to become inseparable with the teacher, and let that aspiration grow strong, stronger and stronger. until the power of your aspiration dissolves the form of the teacher into a point of light. See and feel this point of light descend through the crown of your head, meeting your mind at your heart center. attention back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body once more.
This is not Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you, but uh, I was away. <laughs> Quite a bit away. Uh, and I met uh, wonderful, met, met some wonderful people there. And uh, one particular couple, uh, one particular family, I met there. Uh, they have this beautiful place called uh, I forget the name. Uh, well, it's a foreign word I've never heard before. So <laughs> easy for me to forget. Something Binda, something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's it's like a well, it's a hotel, a villa. It's not a villa like you would understand a villa, but it's a hotel. But it's not a hotel, you know, with Sweets in one type of region of the other. Uh, I think it holds about, it can hold about, uh, I think, 15 people if they are couples, seven <laughs> if they're not. Uh, so, and there's this beautiful uh, open space where you can have like uh, gatherings or teachings. And so, our the uh, invitation was extended to me to I uh, want to bring your people over here. <laughs> we can have some sort of like a retreat there or something. Okay. So if you're interested, maybe we can start thinking about it. And then the beautiful, just the space itself is conducive to meditation. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's the that's that. Uh, so. It's back to the to the uh, to uh, wisdom meditation again. We haven't left that yet. So I thought perhaps I should start with uh, uh, the Heart Sutra. Okay, I'll we I'll uh, we go through the Heart Sutra together. I'll exp- I'll uh, try to guide you through how to meditate on the Heart Sutra, and we've done that a few times uh, already. Uh, but you know, every time I read the Heart Sutra, there's a little insight that I get. Like, oh, I better give that away before I lose it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna go through the Heart Sutra from very beginning, Digedagi, all the way to the very, to the very end. Okay. We try to reach there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how things go, it might take a little while. Okay. And the interesting thing is uh, the Heart. The wonderful thing about the Heart Sutra is that it is accepted by every Mahayana tradition. No matter how they regard other Mahayana traditions, they all accept it as authentic. Okay. And when you just read it at face value, if you understand some of the code words in there, everyone understands the code words in there. But some of the interpretation wasn't, wasn't being... Uh, not what's that word? It wasn't being... No, it wasn't being, uh, it wasn't hiding things from you. It was just, you know, just giving it out. Okay. And, f- and uh, oh f- I guess when I was away, I was able to also look at the Hat Sutra in Sanskrit. I, I don't know Sanskrit. <laughs> but it was just, uh, because lately the, the Dalai Lama, His Holiness, has been uh, asking uh, one of the monks who happened to me- have memorized it in Sanskrit to recite it in Sanskrit. And there's something about the hearing it in Sanskrit that's sort of like I don't know what I don't know what it does to you, but to me it does something to me. Okay, 
and sort of make me almost suspicious about the thing being, you know, divine language or anything like that. <laughs> okay. So, and the Tibetan, how, uh, how incredible the Tibetans were in translating this text from Sanskrit into their own language. And the monumental task that, that is before us to translate into, into uh, uh, English or French or whatever uh, non-Asian uh, languages that, that it hasn't been uh, translated into. It's incredible what they've done. I mean, it's almost literal translation. And still they're able to keep the, the rhythm, they're able to keep the, the meaning. Right, so I'll try to go to the first meditation. <laughs> Let's pick it up from here. Okay. I try to find the the uh, uh, English, Tibetan, Sanskrit version online, and I found something <laughs> after many, after searching for a long time, and I forgot the website. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, just you Google it. <laughs> okay. Now this, the the, the Sanskrit and the Tibetan, uh, the, the 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 Sanskrit is is uh, what you call that transliterated. It's not the actual Sanskrit, but you can read you can uh, so you can read it. And also and of and of course the Tibet, Tibetan is also transliterated. The, the Sanskrit and the Tibetan, the Sanskrit I'm not quite sure, but the Tibetan definitely the way I, I, as I remembered it. The English is a, the translation is a bit not quite, uh, not that it's wrong, but you know it's a bit uh, using the old style of translating. Okay. So let's begin. <laughs> now every sutra is supposed to be on account. It's, it's uh, one of the disciples of the Buddha after the Buddha has passed away, has, has passed away and who is uh, uh, telling a... Uh, it, it, it's supposed to be each category of teaching was recounted by one specific uh, disciple. Like uh, uh, the, the Dhamma... What's call it? What's that? Abhidhamma. The Abhidhamma was recounted by one disciple, the sutras were recounted by another disciple, and the Vinaya was recounted, was recounted by another disciple. Yeah. They don't say anything about who recounted the tantras though, mm. if there was such a thing. <laughs> okay. mm. So, uh, and there are also some other kinds of uh, meaning to some of the things I may not go into. Like, for example, thus have I heard at one time, I would give you an, ex an explanation of what that means, and that's how it begins, and I'm not going to go in too, too deep into it, but you can go, um, you can write a, a whole chapter on just that phrase, thus, I, thus have I heard at one time. Digeta Gitopa. Okay. Thus have I heard at one time, the Blessed Lord was dwelling on the Vulture Peak Mountain, near Rajagriha, with a gathering of the great community of mendicant religious, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and the great community of the lay religious. 
I told you <laughs> somebody's translation monks, okay? Or the ordained. So at one time on mountain on Mount uh, uh, Vajkriya, uh the Buddha was there with his, with his followers. His followers were made up of two two two, two categories. One was uh, they were ordained, and the other were uh, the non-ordained. But here, the, uh, the, the 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 translator decided to say uh, lay religious, but it, it doesn't say lay religious. It says bodhisattva. Okay. So the category was those who are following the Hinayana path, and that's why they call them. Uh, they generally refer to to that group as the ordained. And then those who are following the Mahayana path, of course, that's the Bodhisattvas. Okay? And the word great, uh, the translation here makes it seem as if the great means like a big number. But the word great here refers to their, 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 their spiritual attainment. So whenever you, you see the word, great in front of, uh, the word great in front of someone, it means that that person is at least an Arya. Okay? So the, the ordained were already Aryas and the Bodhisattvas were already Aryas. That's why they put great, uh, great Bodhisattvas and then great, uh, great uh, monks and nuns. But the title Arya. And Arya is Sanskrit. It means... Hmm? Noble. Noble is, is the, uh, is the uh, way of translating it into English. Because if you translate it in a literal form, it may not, it may not, may not be politically correct. It means superior, okay, and superior to whom? Superior to those who have not seen emptiness. If if, if if you see emptiness directly, you're superior to those who have not seen it. Point blank, okay. It's not political. <laughs> 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 you're superior because you have superior vision. You have superior sight, insight into the, the true, what is the true nature of reality, okay. So. That's the, that's the that's the gathering that the Buddha is is, is uh, that's the, that's the gathering. The gathering a bunch of Aryas uh, with the Buddha. Okay? Huh. At that time, the Blessed Lord was absorbed in the contemplation known as profound radiance, wherein phenomena are examined. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not. Uh, doesn't really convey the meaning. Let me say it that way. I mean politically correctly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's the Sanskritist here? He's not here tonight. Ah, so I mean, I can murder this. Sabmo Noah. means profound. That is calling it profound radiance, profound illumination. Profound illumination gives you a better sense of, of what it is. Okay. Shejawa. Shejawa means called. So something called profound illumination. And what is that profound? What is that thing that is called profound illumination? It's Chuki Namjong Ki Tinginzin. Tinginzin here. Tinginzin is concentration. That's what it's calling here. Contemplation. So the word contemplation doesn't really convey the sense of Tinginzin. Tinginzin you know, is concentration. Okay. Like you know, uh, uh, sitting sitting on your kitchen table and you're contemplating something. It's not it's not it's not what the Buddha was doing, okay? 
So he was in a concentration called profound illumination. And what is that concentration called profound illumination? It's a concentration that Chirki Namjang. It it uh, uh, um, what do you call it here? You call it phenomena or examine. Um, well, it, it, it means it's sort of like Nam Dong is like a, a what do you call it? Uh, one, two, three, four, like you know, sequence. Sequence? No, not 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 no. Yeah. One hundred fifty-five, one hundred sixty-three. You know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, enumerate? Enumerate? Yeah, enumerate. So it's, it's to finally, I mean, to find the object for you to concentrate on is one job. And finding it is another job, and then f- and holding on to it is another job. Okay, these are the different sequences of getting into meditative state, looking for your object of meditation. That's when you're doing, uh, for example, uh, when you're doing uh, the analysis. Okay, it's empty because that's the finding, that's the looking, and ah, it's empty. That's finding it, and of course, for the first time, it, it lasts for a second, and you have to go back to look for it again. And when you're able to hold on to it for two, three seconds, then you're holding, okay? So, we usually try to do it with one object. Here the Buddha was doing concentration on every phenomena. Every phenomena that exists, the Buddha was seeing them, each of them directly, and he was holding on to seeing them with perfect concentration. So, illumination here means uh, you understand that how every the Buddha sat on mountain uh, uh, Rajagriya and then he was able to see everything that exists in the universe and he was able to do that by entering this kind of concentration called profound illumination so all phenomena was illuminated by his concentration okay. and also not only all phenomena was, uh, were, were illuminated by his concentration but also their true nature was revealed, illuminated by this concentration. Okay. And and in a coinciding coinciding time, what else you cute. This is the first time I've seen this. Somebody using the word coincide. Coinciding time. Hmm. In a coinciding time, holy, whoa, holy. Holy Avalokiteshwara. The Mahatsarva, there he goes. <laughs> you lost it. <laughs> Mahatsarva, that's not English, right? <laughs> the Mahatsarva Bodhisattva was engaged in observing the practice of transcendental wisdom, wherein the actuality, ah, cute, the actuality of the five, compl- oh my God, the five <laughs> complexes are observed as empty. Good. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> At the same time, Yang De Tse Chongu Samba Samba Chenbo, the Chongchu Samba is Bodhisattva, Samba Chenbo is Mahasattva, the great, the great being, Pakpa Arya Chenrezi Avalokiteshwara, Wang Chuk. Lord Avarakiteshwara. Shadamki Paro the Chimbasamo Chipa Lina Nambatash Nimbata Shing. This is what this is very important and this is we have a b- better appreciation of the list. Okay. 
so the the setting is is uh, what what is coming what is uh, in the beginning is setting up how you should be doing the meditation. Our or the Hat Sutra is actually giving you. Uh, it's not just uh, telling you this this beautiful thing happened is what was said, but actually giving you uh, instruction on how to meditate and how to find emptiness, and it's very beautiful. So. At the same time that the Buddha was in this concentration, uh, the Bodhisattva, the Mahasattva, the great being uh, called Avalokiteshvara, was uh, engaged in the profound practice of the perfection of wisdom. Okay. So it says, Namparta. Here means that he was looking at the profound perfection of wisdom. <coughs> and and he also he was also looking at and this is very important here he was looking at what the emptiness of the five, of the five heaps but li- li- look, uh, listen to how it is stated the details that are, that, are, that are stated here and that's very important okay and this will help you with your meditation with understanding the rest of the sutra Okay. Yang Rang perfectly. Okay. Perfectly. Rang Shin by nature or in nature. That's very important. In nature. <coughs> tombar. Empty. Okay? You see the detail that that that, uh, that is given here. In nature, empty. He didn't say the five heaps are empty. He said the five heaps are empty of what? Of rang shin, of self-nature. So he was looking at the five heaps and the namparta means one particular aspect of the five heaps he was looking at. Their self-nature. And in respect or in regard to their, to their self-nature of the five heaps, they were empty. And in these words themselves, you have you have been you were given almost everything. He was looking at the five heaps. Remember that. He was looking at the five heaps. And he was looking at one particular aspect of these five heaps. And what did he find concerning that aspect? That they were empty of that particular aspect. Then through the mystical power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra inquired of Holy Avarukiteshwara, the Mahasava Bodhisattva, as follows. Okay, that's good. Good enough. Uh, how should a son or daughter of noble lineage who wishes to practice the profound transcendental wisdom, train themselves. Okay, so just a question about the five heaps, the five skandhas. No? The five skandhas, yeah. Can you just enumerate them for us, please? Oh, okay. Uh, form. I mean, they're coming. Form. Feeling. The third one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll grab that one. 
consciousness is really number four and the number five is oh, another difficult one composition of factors discrimination okay yeah so uh, form when you say form here it means both the way you understand form and also it means matter okay and that's what the debate was here last time <laughs> if you were here uh, uh, so matter or form uh, feelings and by feelings we don't mean uh, feelings the way we understand like you know anger uh, jealousy that's not what they're talking about here they're talking about specifically feeling happy feelings uh, <laughs> or oh, if you take that bad what about volitions that's another translation of it okay uh, and the Sanskrit and the Tibetan says actually compositional factor comes closer to what the Tibetan and the Sanskrit says it means those things which are composed well all those things that were listed before are composed things it means the other things that are composed that wasn't listed okay everything else okay and awareness consciousness okay so these are the the, the, the five uh, heaps or the five skandhas or the five parts of a, that makes a person do you mean interdependence by composition no not well yes no. the outcome okay. of those things coming together is because of interdependence but it doesn't refer to specifically the concept of interdependence Okay, so uh, so Shadiputra is now asking. Now, is this is it, don't you find this? It's going to be strange. Shadiputra, I guess everybody was quiet because the Buddha is quiet. He's in a he's in a concentration, and then all of a sudden Shadiputra feels compelled to uh, to disturb Avalokiteshvara and ask him a question. <coughs> hey. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> and it is said that it, it, it and uh, Shariputra felt compelled to do that because the Buddha, <laughs> and the Buddha was was in a concentration, completely absorbed in this concentration, examining every single thing that exists, looking at both their conventional and ultimate aspect and still find time to be able to urge Chariputra to do something. Man. <laughs> okay, so Avarikiteshwara asked the question uh, was asked this question and Avarikiteshwara is now answering. Okay. Now remember, Avarikiteshwara, what was, what was he doing? He was looking, well, what was she doing depending on which culture you, which, which culture you ask. Looking at looking at the five heaps and seeing the ad, uh, in aspect or, or in one particular aspect of the five heaps that they are empty of self nature. Okay. So I answered. Um, oh, I hope they get it right this time. Or I mean, this particular one. O Shariputra, yeah, O Shariputra is very interesting. O Shariputra, the son or daughter of noble lineage who wishes to practice the profound transcendental wisdom should observe thus. Observe thus. A polite way, you know, usually there's a polite way of referring to elder, someone superior. 
but there's also a polite way of referring to someone who's uh, your inferior, and that and that means you. It, it, it tra- that means you who have a long life ahead. Okay, so it means yeah, little kid, <laughs> but in a more polite way. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> oh God. So, O Shariputra, the son or daughter of the normal lineage who wishes to practice the profound transcendental wisdom, should observe thus the five complexes should be viewed as empty in actuality. Mm-hmm. All right. Pumongapo, the five heaps, Dedak, concerning them. Kyang, this also is, is very important. This little also, it doesn't, you don't, you need to put it in the translation because it doesn't quite make sense. But it's very important. Okay? He was looking at, you're looking at the five heaps, right? Also, looking at the five heaps, also, Rang Shin Ki in self nature by separately and the Jesu which means after it's not you can't really throw it in, in there but it's in the Sanskrit okay and it's, when you un, if you don't go into those words you will not understand you're you're being given you're being given how to meditate how to find emptiness mm-hmm. right here in this in this in this phrase how do you find emptiness. Look at the object that is in front of you. That's Taurakteshwara looking at the five heaps. Okay? And Yandakpa Jesu, after sorrow looking, after sorrow looking, looking for what? Rangshin, self nature. You will see that thing which is. That thing, that thing which is in front of you that you have uh, brought in front of you uh, well as far as self-nature is concerned looking thoroughly after, after you look thoroughly you will not find you will see that it is empty of that that's how you meditate on emptiness you can, we can put, the, put this away now we're finished <laughs> okay. this is it how do you me- find emptiness First of all, you must be something. You must be. There must be something that em- whose emptiness you're looking. You're looking for. Okay. So that means this is what we were now. The sense of the sense of I appears to you. That means it exists. It appears to you now. One particular aspect about that. One particular thing about that thing which has, has appeared to you. You're looking for. You're looking for its self nature. And you must look thoroughly. And after you look thoroughly, then you will see its ultimate nature. Okay. Uh, I'll do one little exercise. Let me see. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We finished. <laughs> because everything else is okay. Pumongapo de la yon ranching itomba number yonda po Jesu tao, and then he starts listing. Form is empty. 
form is empty. Now, Avalokiteshvara doesn't need to explain to you what to do. He just explains to you what to do. Right? Now, substitute Pumungabo with form. Substitute self with, with Pumungabo. Okay? And, and plug it in there. Okay? Pumungabo, right? So, Pumungabo, remove that Pumungabo, put Suk, form. Form de da kyan ranshin ki tomba na payanda pojesutao. So you make a thorough examination. So after you make a thorough examination with form, as far as self nature is concerned, it's empty. Suk tombao. Tomba ni suso. And that's a very cute one. <laughs> Emptiness is form. So we're going to get into that sometime later. But before, before that, this is the example I'm going to give you. <laughs> but about uh, okay. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done this uh, demonstration before with uh, with cup. Okay, and here we are. We have cup. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing? What 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 was Avalokiteshvara looking at? Yeah. Five heaps. Okay, okay. Let's look at cup. Here's cup. Now, until cup appears to you, 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 you're not gonna, you can't start your meditation on, on wisdom yet. First, you must identify cup. Okay? If you have no idea what cup is, you're not, you can't find the emptiness of cup. Okay? And there's something that's happening. How are you able to distinguish that this is cup? What are you doing? I mean, this, this cup is not the only thing that's present here. Why do you point to this and say cup? Why don't you just point to this and say cup? Why don't you point to, I don't know, ceiling and say cup? But you pointed specifically to this and you said cup. And are you correct by doing that? Mm -hmm. I'm going to examine. Okay? Cup. It appears to you that this is cup. Right? Now, let's really find cup. Now when you're really looking for a cup, then you're looking for self-nature. That is, is it really cup there? Right? Now this, this is where uh, sometimes we would get lost. But just, just keep it simple and you will not get lost. Okay? Let's really find cup. In the same way your mind you know, uh, what do you say? Uh-huh. Looking at everything that's in the room, when I say look for cup, and then oh, that's not cup, that's not cup, that's not cup. What did your mind do to, to those things that's not cup? You, what's that? Dismiss, Dismiss them. them. Dismiss them, right? Until you finally arrive at cup. Now, we're looking at cup. Now we're going to look for, we're going to do, we're going to do a further search. We're going to look for self-nature of cup. Okay? That's a, now, that means this, is the, this, is the, this, this room was the field to find cup. Now, this is the field which we are going to be looking for cup. Okay? So that's the popong up, uh, looking, really seeing. That's the thorough search. Okay? Just all you have to do. Just keep looking at what you're seeing. 
What are you really seeing? What do you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you look at this? Without having to say cup. <laughs> okay? The form, the, the, the particular shape it has, you mean? The material. The material. Ceramic. Okay, ceramic. Glaze. Shape. Colors. Color. I'm sorry? Yes, but it's the function. Okay. Okay. So, form, shape, color, uh, material, ceramic, function to, uh, I guess, uh, what, what, what? To, to hold liquid, I guess it depends, uh, to hold liquid or to, to drink out of. <laughs> okay? To hold Earl Grey, actually, but. It's not performing its function tonight. <laughs> okay. okay. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, 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 what were you saying? What, what, were you, what, were you, what, were the, what are you seeing? You're seeing color. You're seeing form. You are seeing function. You're seeing ceramic. What, what you're looking for? Cup? You're also seeing an idea, symbol. This is saying, I am cup. And then you scale, okay. And just look at the bare data that is being presented to you. Okay? We see color, and we say, wait a minute, is color cup? And that goes back to that very first, uh, are you doing the, the debate class with uh, Chappelle? That's the very first debate, right, about color. Okay, and you know from that debate, <laughs> color isn't cup. <laughs> okay, is color cup? So what did you do when, when, you, when you saw the floor looking for cup? What did you do with the floor looking for cup? You dismissed it. Right? Okay, so since the floor isn't cup, you don't hold on to it while you're looking for cup. Yeah. That's the first lo looking, at, at the, looking at the room for cup. Okay? So in the same way you dismiss the floor because it's not cup, you're looking for cup. So, color. Is color cup? Mm -hmm. So dismiss color. Okay? Now color is gone because color is not cup. We're looking for cup. The form, the shape, is shape cup. Okay, so throw that away too. So we've thrown away color, we've thrown away shape, and then ceramic. We throw that away. Hmm? Okay, and then now function. Is cup mere function? Okay, so cup is not function. So it's because we're looking for cup, we're not looking for function. Concept. Okay, it's not concept because you have many concepts that are not cup. More appropriate to say not only versus absolutely not. Hmm. Is it not only? Oh, that's a guess. That's a interesting. Color is not only color because clearly the color is part of the form. You mm -hmm. can't you can't separate it. Completely. That's interesting. It's not only ceramic. Uh -huh. Not only an idea. But we are looking for only cup. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. That's clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's clear. That's true. Okay. What you're saying is true. Okay. But we are looking for. We are really. Remember, we are really looking for cup. Okay. okay. For something that is in the cup and nothing but cup. Okay. So shape is not cup. We dismiss that. Color is not cup. We remove that. Concept is not cup. We remove that. Uh, function is not cup. We remove that. Ceramic is not cup. We remove that. What are we left with? 
Nada. Well, uh, <laughs> you came up what? Rangshingi Nampar. Rangshingi Tombar. Is there such a thing as a feeling of the cup? If you were to close your eyes and you well, yeah, it, it, it has it has a touch to it also. Yeah. For someone who who's, who's, who doesn't see the color, who's more more into the the feel of it. And the sound. And the sound. Yeah. But sound is not cup. Touch is not cup. Taste. Taste. Is not cup. <laughs> Definitely not taste, doesn't taste like oil, oh, good. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of cup? Something close to that? Your mind, actually. Mm, not quite there yet. What are you, what, what, I mean, what are you finding? Not much. Yes. What? Not cup. You're finding not cup. <laughs> now that's very interesting. You're looking for cup in the field where cup is supposed to be. And instead, you're finding non-cup. You're finding not cup. You know, this is not cup. You, the floor, you, you dismissed it. So here, color is not cup. That's what, that's what you're seeing. Color. But it's not cup. Okay? So, as far as owning its nature of cupness is concerned, that's what you're looking for, instead, the things that make up cup are the things that make up cup are not cup. No, no, not cup. Here you are, you're directly looking at not cup. <laughs> this is not cup. Or you can say, oh, let, me, let me put it this way this is a collection of not cups. <laughs> and it's because of not cups that's why we have cup. cup. <laughs> okay? Is that nice? <laughs> it is that easy. Rang Shin. Then that Rang Shin is instead you see a collection of nut cups. And it is precisely this collection of nut cups that is telling you that there is a cup. Now this you have to, this you have to remember so you can understand this, the, 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 the second thing that is from emptiness is form. Emptiness is form is what, what, what I've just said. What is cup? It's not cup coming together. Or not cups. That's emptiness is form. And form is empty is that when you're really looking for cup, what is represented to you is not cup. Is it also not cup coming apart? What was that? And also not coming apart. Coming apart meaning disintegrating over time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stay not cup like forever. It's not going to stay cup forever, mm-hmm. right? So you know, you talk about the phenomena of disintegration. That's part of this. It's coming together, but it's also coming apart. Yeah, it's also coming apart. Yeah. So for the time being, it's all these not cups coming together. Is what's making us saying, calling this cup. Now, do you understand why? Because you are not finding cup, looking at cup, don't forget that first. So, I think we did a very, quite a thorough <laughs> look here, and then we came up 
empty. We're looking for a real cup. Okay. Now, if you were in deep meditation and you came upon this void while you were approaching with a conviction looking for cup, then you would have been freed of the misapprehension, misconception that there is self-nature here. So the difference between the realization you just had that there is not cup here and the one that the realization that frees you is the, the level of your mind when you're doing that when, you, when you're looking at it when you're doing the looking one and then two can you use that um, in the context of I yeah can you give an example well that's exactly why uh, our in the Hot Sutra chooses the five heaps just like when we were looking at the looking at the cup Okay, now we have we've isolated. Okay, there's the cup. Now let's really look what at the data that has been presented to us. When you're looking at the I, the person, what's really the data that has been presented to you that you're saying I, the five heaps. Okay. And in the five heaps, now you look, you look, you really look. Oh, you mean uh, your mind seemed to think that the shape of it is the cup. Right? right. So, is 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 that form, that shape, the only is cup the only thing that has that shape? So, other than like a bowl. Hmm. Like. You, now you just said bowl. Yeah. You didn't say uh, cup. You're saying only, not only cup. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. And that shape itself, just that shape itself if that was cup then if you draw, draw it on, 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 a, on a on a piece of paper it should function as a cup mm-hmm. it should still hold water <laughs> but still also all we do is we discla- we're always cl- we classify everything we have given names to everything yeah that's not something else that we do <laughs> yeah you're saying that's, that's all empty now, before you say that's all empty, I mean you should get to that conclusion. But before you get there, go through the process where, where just uh, I will just walk you through. Okay. Here it is. Look at it, and really look, really examine as what is in front of you. What are you calling this? What what are you what what is in being presented to you that you're giving that that uh, the label? Because that's what that's what we're looking at. Walls, ceiling, and floor. And these things which are not room by themselves, we are calling room. And it's because of these not rooms, that's why we have the room. So the floor, for example, isn't room, and then you connect it with the wall, which is room, and then you have room. It's like a, what do you call that? Uh, you plant orange seeds so you can get uh, orange tree. You would think that you you put a bunch of rooms together, then you have room. No, what you put together, they're not rooms. Each one of them is not room. Floor is not rooms. Uh, wall is not room. Ceiling is not room. But when you put these things which are not room together, then you come up with room. So room exists 
because of not room. But specific not rooms. <laughs> you were going to say something? Uh, I just don't get it. You don't get it? Oh, no. Ah. Just. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, perhaps your mind is looking for complication. Okay. No, it's wisdom. You know, it's supposed to be the most complicated thing. Because I mean, to me, it's a cup. Yeah, yeah, it's a cup. <laughs> oh, we're not denying it's a cup. We're a cup, and you can't find one thing that definitively makes it. Yeah, that one thing that will still be cup functioning as cup with everything else gone. Right. That that if you were to find that, that would be the that would be the self nature of cup. Oh, there's nothing false about it being a uh, cup. Yeah, but that's only when you see it in terms of like it being separated from the wholeness of emptiness. Could you say that? Hmm. That's looking at emptiness as separate phenomena from the cup. The only reason that, the only thing, the only way that we arrive at emptiness is looking at the cup. Well, I guess yeah. Part part of that wholeness that you, that, that process um, interdependence. Okay. It's connected to that whole interdependence. Yes. Connected to this cup is the people or the the person who made it. Connected to that person, or all the other things that. Are, so in, that's the interdependence of the cup. So that's the. That's what you're referring to as the wholeness of it? Hmm. That's an interesting question. What would, what would you say? <laughs> it's more. Hmm. Yeah. So far, we described it as a sum. I'd say no, because to admit that it's more is to say that the reason we see cupness has more to do with the other extraneous factors that we don't consider when we think of cupness. Cupness is kind of a lie in a sense that we imagine it, and uh, what we're imagining when we imagine cupness you know, is bounded by the things that we're able to see and feel and touch mm-hmm. when we have a what we think is a cup in front of us and we're mm-hmm. drinking from it. Mm-hmm. Even though everything is all, it's true. It's produced by others, by people, and it comes from the earth, and it's, it will be destroyed and made into something else. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the flux of the universe. With, with the first of the five heaps, and then it says, now do the same thing with the others. And then towards the end, it tells you, okay, now do this with everything. So when we're looking at the cup, 
we think that we are looking at one discrete phenomena and when we find that it is empty now we have the infinite the infinite of phenomena left over to do the same thing examination with to see if, 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 if they are the same so you have to consider at the same time that you're looking at pumonga or you're looking at cup you have to understand that you're looking at an example of whatever Okay, so at the same time you can say that while you're just looking at cup you're looking at everything maybe that's why in the beginning the Buddha entered a meditation called looking at everything okay and Avalokitesha was just looking at one thing okay so the cup or we say the true nature of the cup the true nature of the cup is cup you cannot separate from one from, it, from the other it's, bec- it's because of the true nature of the cup that's why we have this false cup and the false cup is not false because uh, it wants to deceive a mirror does, it reflects and for you to believe that the reflection is the actual thing that's your problem, it's not the problem of the mirror okay. so the, the cup it functions as I mean it's holding it's not holding all grey but it's holding something <laughs> so it's functioning to hold liquid right it's, it's doing its job as cup right and it's because of its interdependence that's part of the wholeness it's because of that it can function as cup if it wasn't for that the whole it wouldn't it wouldn't be a cup it wouldn't function as a cup if you put it in front of you and took the lid off and turned it upside down it would be a small table no it would be a cup upside down no. <laughs> 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 you take the lid off and you put the pencil uh-huh. in it it uh-huh. would be pencil holder yeah it would be a cup with a pencil in it yes that's where its function is concerned right yeah it could be a it could function as something else if because that's why the function to hold water is not the only thing that, that, that that's there so that's why we move the function of holding water because it can function to hold pencil a pencil holder it can be a little table it could be a hat but it's still a, a cups upside down and a Cup holding yeah. a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's really the point, right? And uh, somebody holding a pencil. But someone else might not recognize it as a cup. Then something is wrong with them if they can see it as a cup upside down. <laughs> 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 the conclusion is there is no cup. If we call it transform, it's changing. It depends on the perception of the. There is no real cup. cup. But there is a cup. Yeah, there's yeah. a cup. And, and it's no because there is no real cup, that's why we can put to a cup. Exactly. Okay. So we, we have to see the, the interconnection. It's not we are trying to smash cup. We are looking for cup that we are s- that we that is presented itself. That is that is being presented already. It's already being presented. It's already saying cup. Now you examine what is being presented. What is really there? Where is the cupness of this cup? Right, but mm-hmm. coming back to the importance of the symbol. Mm-hmm. It's only because we belong to a certain culture and speak a certain language that we recognize it as a cup upside down or as a this or that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's no absolute definition of, of cup. It's a convention that. Now, now you're, you're at the level of the term cup. 
Yeah. But the thing is, whether whether a, a culture uses it as a hat, and they can call it a hat, it's still this thing that they're referring to, that we're calling, that we'll give, we're applying a different label to. Mm-hmm. It's still that shape, it's still that ceramic, it's still those raw um, material. And then when they look for hat in those raw data, they don't find real hat. When we look for cup in these raw data, we don't find real cup. Cup, right? And let's look. What's this? This is cup. This is lid. So this is not cup. Right. <laughs> and the best that's what you're looking at. You're looking but at not cup. I never saw that was a cup. What was that? At the very beginning, I never saw that that was a cup. You never thought this was a cup? Right. The lid? It's a part of the cup. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be yeah. technical about this. So. All right. <laughs> now, do we have a cup? Okay. <laughs> now, what are you see? What are you? What are you looking at, really? Okay. Do you see color? Yeah. Right. That's what you see. Yes, and if I you touch it, the there's, there's a particular. Yeah, but that's what you're seeing. Yes. But I see many. It is the color that is pointing to cup. If it, if there was no color here, would would you say there's cup here? Yeah. I will not say the color is. But there's color. Yes, but I will not say that it's a cup. It, precisely, that's what we are saying. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we, th- I mean, we are definitely agreeing with you. We're saying color is not cup. But that's what's being presented to you. What was that? It has to have, yeah, of course it has to have a color. Yeah. It could be clear, it could be, you know, whatever color. But the color is not cup. No. But that's what's being presented to you. Right? And among all those things that you're listing, not one of them do you say cup. You don't say, oh, cup, there it is right there. This little, this little cup right there. That's cup. Okay. A cup is no true nature of a cup, it's only a combination of different factors. There's no one true nature. That's exactly what we are saying. <laughs> so you got it. But if it wasn't for those things which are not cup, it wouldn't be a cup. Well, the word soul has such, you know, it's loaded with meaning. Mm-hmm. And w- when in Buddhism, they, uh, when, when they translate the not-self as soul, that then we have to do a, uh, we have to do a little uh, tra- a lot of translation there, a lot of interpretation. Okay. The thing is, there is a cup. There is a person. Now let's examine this thing that is saying it's a person. What do you really see? Now when you're really looking and you're not finding cup or you're not finding the person, what you're, the phenomena that you are stumbling upon, the phenomena that you're discovering is that you're discovering interdependence. If it wasn't for these things which are not cup, there would not be this phenomenon that you call cup. So you can say cup, truly, that's what you find when you're looking for that. Okay? This is not this. That's not what it means when it says tombani, uh, emptiness is cup. It means when you're looking at this, 
and what you're seeing a bunch of things that are, you're looking at a bunch of not cups these not cups makes up cup handle color shape then I cup but that's what you're seeing when you're seeing cup But instead of saying that cup, could you say factors or like elements? Well, you could say that if you're that's easier. But if you say not cup, if you say not cup, it will have more of an impact upon you because of the of the uh, uh, the grasping, the psychological un, uh, unconscious grasping to cup. Okay. But somewhere in our mind. There is a grasping to real cup. <laughs> yes. There's another question, uh. which is: Is it possible to separate, at some point, mind or perception, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. from the object? Are they? Are they? Mm-hmm. But well, you can't see a tree outside of you, a tree outside of you. Actually, it kind of does. Though. Yeah. 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 It kind of does. Though. If the tree falls and there's nobody to hear it, it didn't make a sound. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a matter. <laughs> but, but That's a not only. But but before before we get to that, we have to slowly get to that. Okay, okay? we have to slowly. Grab, but first, we have to have the mind completely believe that it's going to find the real thing. There must be that conviction in the mind when you're looking when you, when you when you're doing meditation. You, or that is, you must find that aspect of us that is grasping. And with that aspect, it's like you know, a little child. You find that child, and now you're walking the child and, and showing. Okay, where do you see where do you see the monster? Is the mon- is this the monster? And 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 when a child really looks and says, oh, that's not the monster. Now, do you, where do you think where else do you think the monster exists? And we go over there and really look. Is that the monster? So it's, it's you have you have to find that part of the mind that is grasping, and then walk it through. Is this is the color cup? Is the shape cup? Okay, and that's why you have, that's why you have to say no, no. No, until you thoroughly young that part. Okay? Ah, we'll, we'll slowly get there. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? <laughs> uh, what do we do when we're empty? Or what do we do with empty? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, why are, why, why are we looking for that in the first place, right? What's the motivation? What's, why are we looking for? Why are we looking for empty? Because we think in our spirit to understand this and must be intense of life. Yeah. What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> What's my answer? Well, I don't have an answer. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the purpose is to undo. Uh, a habitual tendency that is that is that is uh, uh, that is binding us to pain, to dissatisfaction, to suffering. 
And to undo this habitual tendency, we have to point to the mind, look, this is what's really there. Okay. And you, you have to make the mind come up, look at, look at this. Okay. But you have to walk the mind. The mind thinks, I'm going to find something which is, then you can get angry. You know, you can do all these wonderful things. <laughs> and then when you, when you find that there's looking for the absolute reason for anger and you come up with this, then where's, how, what's going to happen to your anger? Your need for get angry? Yeah. Okay. So that's the reason for arriving at this. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow, this is the longest one. <laughs> well, I don't think you can meditate. Can you meditate backwards in time? <laughs> okay. So, if you have questions, we're gonna uh, deal with them, you know, as we continue. Okay? Because we only reached the first part of the of this. All right. Right. So let's do a dedication meditation. if you have a clear memory of the sense of ease before the long talk and just holding on to that memory will infuse your posture and quickly check the posture your legs and hands elbows and shoulders <coughs> your back head and neck five cycles of breath. that we went over, the understanding that came up, or the confusion, seeking while there was behind it a search for understanding, and rejoice for you looking, you are looking for wisdom, the means to end all suffering. taking steps. Feel how the sense of ease and make strong wishes that they be free, that they find true contentment, true happiness.
dedication, dedicating tonight's meditation and your understanding to the achievement of the ultimate goal. Bring your attention back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body. Start with the top of the head and slowly move towards the toes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Thank you.